The world of marketing is ever-changing and can be confusing, frustrating, and outright exhausting. Welcome to Unbottling, the marketing podcast where experts share their experiences, stories, and best practices on online and internet marketing. Featuring Steve Wiedemann, former marketer for Disney, Skechers, and other well-known brands. Break through the hype with real marketing tips from industry leaders. This is Unbottleneck. Hey guys, this is Steve Wiedemann with another episode of Unbottleneck, the podcast where we solve common digital marketing problems. Today, we have the honor of having David Perez, a podcast expert with us. Now, David Perez has um, has been doing this podcast thing for quite a long time. He's an expert and the main host at Audience Coach Podcast. He's the founder of Talking Silkworm, which we're going to ask him about in a minute because that is such a unique name, which is a yeah. podcast production company that uh, focuses on helping health and wellness coaches set up and launch podcasts that spread messages of improvement, positivity, and growth. He's also a dad like myself and an entrepreneur with an interest in entrepreneurship, mindfulness, meditation, and minimalism, e-learning, and on-site education professional with a focus on content for e-learning, extensive experience, which we're going to hear about in a minute, in course design and content creation, ESL courses, ESP courses, and podcasting as an educational tool. David, welcome to the show and tell us about Talking Silkworm and how you came up with that amazing name. Okay, thank you very much for having me, Steve. Okay, uh, Talking Silkworm is is the name of my uh, podcast production business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, actually, the name is, it's a very weird name. Yeah. It comes from a dream I had at a very difficult time in my life. I was transitioning um, and was going through a lot of things. It was a moment when I was switching careers. I was I was doing a career change right there. I used to be a teacher. I, I worked as a teacher for about eight years. Okay. Uh, I was working at a university at the moment. And then uh, things happened and I decided to start a new business to start, like to change a lot Plain of things slate. in my life. I love it. Yeah. And and one of the things that happened during that time is I had a dream. Like only only the closest people to me know this. I had a dream where I was like in a wide open space, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a huge uh, caterpillar. There was a huge caterpillar, okay. and I walked towards it. And it he wasn't sitting on a mushroom or anything, was he? No, 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 no. It was not a, that it was kind of caterpillar. Right, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it was a, okay. It looks something similar to the one you had in Alice in Wonderland, something like that. Okay. Uh, so, but it was huge. It's like two, it was like two meters high, mm. and it told me all possibilities are possible. Like it repeated that like two or three times, and then the dream ended. But it was weird. But it was also so real. Like those tangible mm. dreams you have, like yeah. so, so, so real, and. And well, like I have college, like, but yeah, 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 and and like I, I usually dreams are linked to something you saw or you lived or you experienced or like even a movie you saw or. Sure. But there was no, I could find no link to what I saw and to what the caterpillar told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was very impacted by that, and I, I thought it was maybe a sign of like things for me to, like of the kind of thing I should do with my life moving forward, like. And it's, it's such a memorable name too. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's so easy to to spell. There's so many businesses that come up with names that you're like, okay, is it spelled this way or this way? Is it I E E I? Right? It's you've got such a simple name, and 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 there's there's so much character to it that you can do because it's you know it's an object. So I, yeah. I can imagine some of the the creative that you have you know across the web, you know, where you can incorporate some of that branding into you know character, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was afraid people would be weirded out by the name, but mm-hmm. okay, like it's it's what <laughs> I want the name to be. You did, you did good. Was... This is a great name. I I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, are you ready for some questions? I know we yes. we got a few questions from people who said, "Oh, you're going to have a podcaster on," and everyone and their mother now wants a podcast, um, us included. And I remember our first few that we did was was borderline embarrassing because we had no idea what we were doing. We were just winging it. You know, get some lights, get some you know some equipment, and and just try to figure it out. Uh, which I'm glad we did because we we probably wouldn't have continued and and got better and learned how to do podcasts mm-hmm. had we not just gotten our feet wet and, and made 
made some mistakes. Sometimes, you know, failures, uh, you know, is the, the gateway to success. Um, and let's start with something really basic for a moment. For those people who, who've heard the phrase podcast a few times, but have really no idea, um, you know, what the context is. They haven't listened to one before. Um, you know, thinking about that, what, in your opinion, what is, what is a podcast? Well, uh, there are different definitions depending on your perspective. Like the most general broad definition will be it's just an audio show, okay, an audio only show usually that is delivered in episodes. That's like the general, the most general term. But I will define it as a platform, okay, as an audio platform that you can use for communicating and for building an audience. And it, it doesn't restrict what kind of content you can create. There are all types of podcasts. You have interview podcasts, but also you have the documentaries, you have news reports, you have fiction, you have like great fiction novels that have been turned into podcasts. So that that's pretty much, um, it's a content platform that will mm -hmm. allow you build an audience. It's an audio platform. content platform that can be used for, any any purpose like you mentioned you could you could narrate a, a, a book you could do poetry yes. you could do anything as long as it's something audio that someone else can subscribe to i love that idea Absolutely. so, so yes. some people are thinking you know i don't want to interview people i don't want to you know have a radio show uh, but i've got a lot of really cool things i'd like to share you know maybe your podcast is only 15 minutes long and you just talk about some some topics and you know uh, share some definitions and your experience and something that you're really good at that other people would want to listen to in bite-sized chunks i think that's that's a really it's a really interesting paradigm because most of us in digital marketing think podcast is a show we're gonna interview our peers and, and network and make new friends and you know try to trigger our, our audiences and show some authority um you know, but but the reality is anybody could have a podcast. Your your twelve year old could have a podcast about what they're learning yes. in school if they wanted to, right? Yes, that that is one of the advantages of podcasting because if you want to go with video, and I, I am aware you already know the experience, uh, video requires a lot of technical stuff to be taken care of, while podcast is way more simple than that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, each video and podcasting have their own advantages and, and disadvantages. And Steve, something like to, to add to your question, like uh, going beyond the broader uh, definition of podcast, if you are speaking with a, in, the, in the realm of business or marketing, a podcast is, is an asset. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a business asset because you can get a lot of things from it depending on how you focus and how you structure it and how you develop a strategy. So it can either be a source for you to generate new leads and to turn those leads into customers, okay, and educate those leads so you can reduce friction. And it can also uh, be a tool for you to increase your authority and your uh, trust in your niche, okay, among other things. So as, as, as a podcaster, like you get, you get a business, you create a podcast, that can help you eventually grow your business and, and generate more income and more clients and better clients right i can i can tell you i've also heard that it's a bit of a content hack so if you're struggling as a webmaster as an seo and you're working with your your client to try to get content and they just don't have time one of the the things that we've done with one of our accounts is we we started a podcast with him yeah. he's an attorney out in in kentucky and our podcast host will get on a call with him once a week and he'll ask him some very specific questions about a particular practice area talk to us about bicycle accidents what you know what do they do or you know, what do you do when this happens is there is there uh, money in it is it worth the time to go to an insurance company you hit by a bike so you really don't you know consider that car insurance tell us about how it works how long it takes uh, what are our rights um, and so the the attorney or the client will will go into detail around that specific topic and when you're done mm -hmm. You can take that that podcast, have it transcribed into text that can go on the web page that talks about that particular service that you offer or product if you're selling a product. And then you can put the media itself within the content. Now you're the only one in the search results that has an audio clip within your your actual service or, or product page where the competitors are just dumping some paragraphs and some images. You know, you can yes. beat the search results because now you have more rich media to provide and it comes straight from the horse's mouth. It's not written by some you know article um, engine somewhere it's it's technically written by the you know the the actual client it just transcribed and and uh, edited to read well to customers so yes yes that's that's something that makes podcasts so special is that you get to hear the information and the stories and the experiences from the person's voice like you have the voice there 
you don't have to uh you don't have to go through something somebody else wrote or like you don't know like the report it's all about rapport human rapport you can establish rapport directly with the person who is talking about the topic instead of just connecting with a text yep no no reading required you can just yes. click click play listen to it on the road listen to it while you're biking running exercising uh where you're taking a break on on the couch whatever you're doing you don't have to read if your eyes need a break you know from the screen from the phone from the computer you can listen to a podcast so i love that it's such a a great idea um so this is something that you do at talking silkworm right i mean what do you what do you say to people when they ask you know hey, how do i start a podcast okay um there are there are there is a list of mindset things and technical things you'll need okay uh, in terms of mindset it's going to be very important that first of all you have an audience in mind mm. that's going to be the, the key thing because a lot of people want to create podcasts because they want to share something about them and they want to make the podcast about them I, i mean you are not part of the formula it's everything it's about your audience so that's going to be a key thing in the mindset part and then uh, on the technical side You're going to need, uh, of course, a microphone. And mm -hmm. I always insist on this because I see a lot of podcasters using like uh, um, AirPods and hands-free sets or just the laptop built-in mic. And uh, podcasting is used to build authority and to build trust. And you're not going to do that if you have crappy audio. It's mm -hmm. like if you invite someone into your office and the office is like it smells bad, It's shabby. It's badly lit. Like you don't want to have that. If you don't want to have that in your office, why would like you have your audio? Wait, did I say that out loud? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so if, if your office looks bad, uh, you don't want your office to look bad. So you also want your podcast to look very, very nice, or you mm -hmm. want it to sound nice. So uh, it's pretty much that. Okay. Uh, the, the, the key, the key components. Okay. Mindset is audience-centered always, and you will need to take care of the technical side as well. There are other little details. For example, you're going to need a cover art. You're going to need uh, a content calendar. You're going to need a podcast media host. But, I mean, it's easier to find uh, the answer to that information. I, right. I actually have a, a checklist. I can. I was going to ask. Do you have yeah. something on your website that we could, we could send people to? Because I'm like, yes. there's no way I can write all this stuff down. <laughs> so much yes, of it. yes. No, no, it's okay. I have a checklist that I'm going to send to okay. you. So you Great. can add that to the show notes and listeners can like, go check out what you need to get started with the show. That's amazing. And yeah, I, I know it, it feels overwhelming at first to anybody who hasn't done something. But, you know, being... Uh, only a few episodes in our, ourselves, you know, it is it is a little bit of uncertainty and, and stress, you know, as you as you kind of get started. But as you as you get feedback from the folks that, that help you edit the content and from your, your audience, you you mold it and shape it into what you know, what people like about it and what they'd like to see and what they'd like to hear. So uh, I love that just and even if you've got to throw the first few episodes away, we we spent quite a bit of money bringing people in comedians and other folks in and you know, just to try to get something really entertaining and educational going. And mm -hmm. it didn't pan out the way we wanted to. And we ended up, you know, doing something a little bit more simpler, easier to manage, um, but just as helpful. And it's it's made, you know, such a difference. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to take that first step. Um, thinking about favorite platforms, because there's so many different ways that you can um, you can put a podcast together, uh, especially podcast apps. Like if you're listening to podcasts, um, what are, what are your favorites? What do you recommend for like a, a podcast app, uh, so that you, if you wanted to listen to some podcasts? Okay. Uh, if you want to, we have two types of podcasting platforms. One of mm -hmm. them are the media hosts and the other ones are the directories. Okay. Uh, directories are the ones we know already, which is are like iTunes and Spotify and Google podcasts and all these. So uh, when it comes to publishing podcasts, I think iTunes continues to be the most important platform. When I mm. go through my clients' uh, clients' uh, statistics, somewhere between 70 to 80% of their downloads comes from iTunes. Interesting. Yeah, okay. so it's uh, iTunes first, and the next one with uh, somewhere around eight to 10%. I mean, th this might change according to your location or your niche. So eight uh, to 10% is uh, Spotify and then uh, browser. A lot of people are listening to podcasts on their browsers. Yeah, I, don't I, know what I see the, uh, the podcast uh, tiles in the carousel and Google search results. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. So you get that. And after that is everything else. 
So you got iTunes okay. on top, like that's that's 70, 80% of your, of your uh, listenership. Mm. So the first thing you need to do whenever you're going to start a podcast is make sure it shows on iTunes. If it's on iTunes, you're good to promote, you're good to do anything you need to do. If it's do, I, iTunes, do I need an existing episode to open an iTunes podcast account? Yes, yes, that is correct. iTunes, usually uh, you need to submit the show for review. And this is a human review that occurs there. It's not some automated process. It's people who go there, they check the title, they check the content. So you need at least one published episode in your in your podcast media host so they can evaluate it and see if it's uh, available for approval. Usually mm. you don't have a problem with getting the show approved unless you have like uh, these uh, like words that are very uh, sensible, sensitive. For example, once I had a client who had just one episode published and she had the word kill or, or, or hate something like that, one of these words. And the, I mean, in the, in the sentence had the idea of something yeah. negative. So it wasn't, it wasn't approved. We updated the title, we changed the title and it was approved. So it's just- Oh my uh, God, that reminds me of a time. I, I had a, a blog years ago called How to Kill a Day. And whenever I wanted to rant or vent about something that was preventing me from accomplishing, you know, the things that um, were assigned to me and the things I wanted to do, I'd go and rant for a few minutes on this blog, like, like meetings, all these excessive meetings you'd be in in a corporate environment. You know, it's like how to kill a day, being on meetings all day, you know, mm-hmm. how to kill a day, sitting in a drive through for half an hour. And so, um, you know, same thing when I remember, you know, submitting the, the blogs to different places and sometimes they get kicked back because the same thing is yeah. kill in it. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. And, and it's sad because, and you do a lot with healthcare too. So a lot of these, uh, these folks that you're coaching, that you're helping them through their podcast, uh, are going to have to deal with, with some of the same, uh, disapproval simply because there's healthcare related terms in there, even though their content's broader, um, you know, it has to go through this whole content filtering process and get yes. flagged for, you know, sometimes for no reason other than yes. the fact that a word was used that, you know, might be questionable. Yes, actually, uh, the example I'm talking about, it was an episode, an episode that had to do with uh, self-image and body image. So it was a, a very sensitive topic and the title had to be explicit in order to like, okay, this is the problem you have and this is how to address it. But we needed, we needed to make the title like more, we needed to make it lighter so mm. it could be get approved. Makes sense. Now, could I... Do I have to manually go out to all these different platforms and upload my audio every time? Or are there services that I could use that just automatically syndicate it out everywhere for me? Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, this is where the other type of podcasting platforms come in. So the directories, as I mentioned, these are iTunes and Spotify and all this, where you get to listen to the shows, but they right. are not uploaded there. You have other platforms, uh, which are the ones where you host the audio. Mm. So uh, these are ones like Libsyn or Podbean or uh, what's it? We were using something called Blueberry, I think. Blueberry is another one. Yes, it's a very good one. So uh, this the 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 function these have is host your audio and provide the connection afterwards to the directories. Okay, so whenever you're listening to a podcast episode, you're not. I mean, it's you're listening on it through iTunes, but it's it's stored somewhere else. It starts somewhere else. What's your favorite? Uh, so, What's your favorite platform to use? I, I personally use Podbean. I think okay. it's the best. Uh, audio interface is super user friendly, uh, and the feature price balance is just ideal for what I'm doing. I think nice. It's, it's my favorite. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So, every, so everybody has to check that out and, and and look at their options and see what works with their budget and where they want to start. And I don't see any reason why you couldn't, at some point, if your podcast really takes off, move to you know an even more expensive platform down the road if if that need mm-hmm. arises. Right? I'm sure it'd be a little bit of a pain in porting everything, but um, I don't see any reason why that still couldn't happen. It stays on the same show. It's still going and syndicating to the same places. It's mm-hmm. just the source is coming from a different platform. Right. Yes. Oh, and now that the, that you cho- touch on that, uh, Steve, it's very important that you, if you're doing a business podcast, that you go for a play, paid plan or you use a paid service because there are some nice free services out there like uh, Anchor.fm. But yeah. the thing is, it's good for you to use them if you are just a hobbyist mm. because there is a price for free stuff. Like what is the price you have? You have less control over your content. You right. have to yield some of the rights. I mean, there are things you don't want to have or you don't want to involve. You're creating a business podcast, so it's better to invest sure. that additional few dollars a month in a paid service. 
Right. So if you're a political activist and you just want to rant somewhere, <laughs> right, that might be the, the way to go. But if you're looking mm-hmm. to build your brand and your authority and, and have yes. more control over the content and maybe even eventually get some sponsors to, to pay for some of the um, you know, time and, and uh, costs that come with having a podcast, you probably want more control. Yes, you need more control. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, that brings me to another important question. I think for a lot of people, especially uh, those that are struggling a bit right now with, you know, trying to to pull some income in during a, a time when you know there's there's still a loss of jobs and um, you know the the uncertainty of what's happening still with the pandemic. So a lot of people are asking, how do I make money from my podcast? Um, you know, and, and or what is you know what is the um, the way that I can actually you know make some dollars? I mentioned sponsorship a minute ago, but um, how can I make mm-hmm. money with my podcast? Okay, it, it depends on how you. It depends on what is behind the podcast. Like if you have a business running behind your podcast, so there is a lot of things you can do. If you don't have a business right. offer or a service offer, so there are alternatives. So if you don't have a business offer. Uh, there are two things you can do. One is you can uh, set up affiliate links if you're going to be talking about services or products or stuff you, that you can find on Amazon or courses. Uh, sure. So usually you can get affiliate links, links and get a revenue from that. That's one way. The other way will be getting sponsors. But in order, to, for example, to get sponsors, you need to grow a large audience. Yeah, you need to have listeners. And, <laughs> yeah, and you, you need to define your audience well. So you go, you can go to the sponsor and tell them, okay, these are uh, the people who are listening to me. These are their characteristics, age, profile, preferences, strengths, etc. And mm-hmm. so you can link the product to the to the audience. So uh, sponsorships and affiliate links; those are the the main ones. If you don't have a business offer behind that. Now, right. if you're running a business, sorry, you, you, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I just I had a thought on that for a minute. Was was what about, um, you know, if if you are trying to um, if trying to monetize your your podcast, uh, and you go out to try to get sponsors, is there a platform or or a community somewhere where you can connect to uh, businesses that are looking to sponsor? I know in the in the influencer marketing world, there's platforms mm-hmm. that the influencers and their their agents um, use to try to latch themselves onto campaigns. So Macy's and retailers will go onto these platforms. They'll say, I have a, you know, a $50,000 or $100,000 budget. Uh, and then influence will, will jump in and try to bid to, you know, to get that position and vice versa. Um, you know, the, the e-tellers will um, use the search tools and find influencers that they want to work with um, and collaborate with them on that platform. And then boom, the influencer goes out, verifies that they, they did their piece by hashtagging or doing something in the post. Is there, is there something on the podcast side where businesses connect with podcasters, you know, for sponsorship? Yes. Uh, entrepreneur idea. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, th- th- there is. I've, I've known a few, but these usually were like with major or very large brands. Uh, for example, okay. you have midroll.com, but they only work with major brands. Uh, but if you are like medium sized to small podcaster, you can reach out to the brand directly. What is it? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Midroll, the name of the... Midroll, okay. Yes, Midroll, midroll.com. Uh, they okay. also have a podcasting directory, which is Stitcher. So you can go listen to podcasts on Stitcher, for example. It's something similar to iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they only work with major brands, like a huge brand, like, sure. I don't know, P&G, that kind of thing. Hey, you brands. never know what could happen to your podcast down the road, right? So you, yes. thing, you build a, a following and, yes. um, and bam, you can monetize. And now you're, you're working fewer hours, doing something you enjoy and, um, and getting paid for it. Um, yes. Speaking of things that we enjoy, both of us love education. I'm teaching at a few colleges and universities, and you've got some e-learning stuff going on. What do you feel is the role of podcasting in education? In education overall, or in education uh, within the business realm? What, what do you think? Um, you know, what do you think the the role is of um, you know podcasting in general in education? Should students start listening to lectures on podcasts? Are there supplemental materials they can start listening to via podcasts mm-hmm. as opposed to reading? What What do you think the role is with podcasts in general for for education? Okay, so uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, podcasting is a platform, and that makes it very flexible. So as right. a teacher, what I used to do was using podcasting as a way to uh, provide extra materials or extra guidance to my students throughout the courses. Mm-hmm. That's something I used to do. Uh, but you can also develop actual lessons. I've seen, for example, some people who teach English as a foreign language or English as a second language. They set up 
audio lessons on on the on the podcast and they add downloadables which con which contains like the workbooks and worksheets and materials and all this mm -hmm. so the potential for this is huge because but i mean audio only format or audio only content is much lighter and much more portable so you can just easily download a bunch of podcast episodes and maybe the materials and bring them with you wherever you are. You're not, not going right. to need an internet connection for listening to that. So yeah, people who, for example, uh, need to be on the go all the time or need to be in a distant place or the people who have difficult access to internet, right. uh, whenever they have a chance, it's going to be a lot easier to obtain or have access to this material, which it doesn't need to be, for example, a five-minute piece, uh, like a video, which is usually going to be uh, it's going to consume a lot of resources in terms of uh, storage, uh, right. but you can have like 60 minute pieces of content and easily download it and transfer it to any kind of device. So there is a lot of potential there for spreading knowledge and spreading information and helping people out no matter where they are and what their, where, what their conditions are. Right. You know, that reminds me of um, a, a wellness trainer that I've been working with. This is amazing, loud, eccentric, crazy guy that just really attracted me to a, a Facebook group called Ditch the Dad Bod for us as dads that, you know, start to get a bit of a, a beer gut yeah. and sitting down <laughs> all day. Unavoidable dad bod, yeah. Uh, and so, so it's called Ditch the Dad Bod. And um, I was just, I was so intrigued by it. And then as it turns out, you know, he's he's got his own podcast going and in the podcast he talks about food and nutrition and he's, he's super blunt and honest and sharing like 30 years of history and um and that's an educational thing even though it's it's entertaining because he's yes. he's being really you know loud and and energetic and and grabs your attention um it's still if you listen to the context of the content it's it's all about teaching you you know how to get the right amount of sleep and what foods to eat and um you know movement exercise things and you know how to how to something that you enjoy meditate and and you know mindset kind of stuff so that's that's interesting that that um, individuals who I, I think specialize and have a passion for some some little niche of something, whether it's art or um, or fitness or law, um, have the potential of creating a very short, um, if they wanted to, uh, a quick short episode podcast, um, mm -hmm. and then sharing that content, you know, throughout different social channels. That's how I was attracted to to this particular wellness guy, and um, it, if it worked for him, it could work for anybody, right? So. Yeah, and Steve, I think it goes well beyond what we have as like a, a formal term for what education means, because sometimes we associate right. education with schools and universities, particularly you and me, because we used to be teachers. Mm -hmm. Or okay, you are a, a teacher currently. Still, you used to be a teacher yeah. as well. So we usually box everything that has to do with education within those spaces of schools and universities. But there are a lot of things beyond that that are not necessarily formal education, mm -hmm. but uh, that people use podcasts for educating people in, in those aspects that are not covered by, by those institutions. For example, I have uh, one of my clients work with uh, or teaches people how to deal with grief. Wow. So she, uh, yeah, uh, particularly losing a child like she teaches people how to go through grief and how to live like you don't you're not gonna get that in that at a school or a university and it's very hard to find that support like you don't maybe we have been through that situation you don't know where to go or who to ask uh, help to mm -hmm. and that kind of thing can really 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 help you out so yeah, it, it, you know, the whole uh, SEO industry right now is dealing with that, David. Right now, we we lost a, a very big name in uh, digital marketing yesterday. So there's definitely a lot of a lot of grief happening, and um, I'm yes. sure that the podcasts that are out there that help solve for that are going to get quite a bit of attention today, at least from the digital marketing community. So yes, yes, that's so. that's amazing to to use that yeah. to to help others to you know to not just education but but also like you you said to to help people with um, any sort of, of mental illnesses that they're they're dealing with or emotional uh, problems that you know lead down you know even scarier wormholes I think um, with, with that in mind thinking thinking a bit about um, how. A podcast is is a great tool for education. It's a great tool to generate some income and to build your brand. Um, why is a podcast particularly good at building trust and, and authority as a business owner? Okay, uh, it's very good, mainly on like the most basic stuff because it's very personal. Mm. It's super. I think it's the most personal of, of all the formats we have out there. 
yeah. because it's listening to a person's voice for a relatively long period of time. Like you can listen to a person's voice of voice on YouTube, but usually engagement on YouTube is somewhere between three to five minutes. It's a very, yep. very short time span. But on podcasting, you can listen to a person for about 60 minutes nonstop. Or if you like, if you happen to stop, you are going to resume the show afterwards because you want to listen to the whole story. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, for example, Joe Rogan, he has episodes that are up to three hours or longer than that. And people get to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. So podcasts allow for you to, okay, you can share all this technical information and this education or, or this knowledge you want to share. But there is also something very personal that you can also put right. there. Yeah, that voice like, plays such a big role, I think, in, in how uh, users consume and, and are attracted and, like you said, finish media. Sometimes I'll read a blog post, I'll skip some stuff, scan to the end, get the summary, yes. move on and never go back. But with the show, it, you want to hear all the dialogue. You want to listen yeah. to it. But I think that's what made uh, the, the whole TED and TEDx series, you know, so um, uh, attractive to folks is that they could see and, and hear. Yes a real person not not just you know see the context in the book that the person wrote or on the website which they probably never visited once but they sure listened to them on on ted and tedx because they uh, they found it much more easy to consume because uh, they can listen they can take notes they can pause right you can't really do that with with blogs you start reading and you realize oh i just skipped through four paragraphs and didn't even hear anything that was uh, being written because my mind drifted uh, when someone's yes. talking to you it's it's a little bit of a different experience i think you're right. Yes, and I think some, something that makes uh, the, the TED and TEDx talks and podcasts similar is that all the knowledge and information that is shared there is based on a deep personal experience. Right. Like they are no, always okay. linked. So this is this is key, and this is very important for engagement, which is eventually what we want to to establish with people who are listening. And long term engagement is that personal report, like well, not just yeah. you getting to access the information because you can easily do that on a blog. Yep. You can go to a blog and like skip some paragraphs and like just check the headers and that's it or the headlines. Yeah, but give me you the, can the short summary. The report. <laughs> yes, yes, so yep. you can get a summary. But that report also helps engagement a lot. Yep. Now, in terms in terms of segues right into what um, what we were going to talk about a bit with with uh, entrepreneurs. Um, in terms of importance to your holistic digital marketing strategy, you know, email, paid search, organic search, social media, um, you know, there's there's banner, there's uh, all sorts of things that you could be doing with your digital marketing. How would you rank podcasts alongside, you know, having a blog, you know, for written content like we were just talking about, um, you know, a, a YouTube channel to roll out videos and other media? Where where do podcasts rank in your opinion? Okay, uh, that's very relative. That will depend on what your purpose is and what the kind of okay. content you are going to produce is. For example, I've had clients who work with photography. If mm -hmm. you're gonna be educating people on how to uh, use a camera, how to teach people, uh, sorry, how to uh, get the best composition, how to get your lightning right, how to get your, your uh, models posing properly, right. podcast is not gonna be very useful for that. I mean, you're, <laughs> Because it's a visual, it's yeah, it's a fully visual. So you can either go. That can be stressful. Oh my god! Because yes. you're like looking at your camera, trying to listen, and you're like, I, I need to see what he's doing. Yes. And he's like the, you, yes. Know, the yes. you need that reference, <laughs> and you need that visual aid. So, video is going to work awesome, or in blogs are going to work, work awesome if you're producing that kind of content. That's going to work great. However, if you want to teach people how to build a business around how to do uh, about uh, wedding photography, for, for example. I had, I had a, a client who used to teach people how to build businesses around wedding photography. A mm -hmm. video is not gonna be so, so useful or a blog is not gonna be so, so useful because he was constantly interviewing photographers, successful mm -hmm. wedding photographers on how they had gotten to where they were. Sure. In this case, podcasting is going to be way, be way superior to video or blogging, for example. So it Zombie depends on, on technical on purposes, right? yes. <laughs> Yep. I love it. Hey, I, I got a question for you. So we're both podcast hopes, uh, hosts. How do you how do you help those business owners that don't really feel like they have the personality within them, uh, but still understand the the value of having a, a podcast? Like me, I'm, I I was an introverted tech nerd, and you know, for me, it was any way I can get out of having to actually talk to anybody or be on camera. Um, you know, I would I would try to do. But I realized as a business owner, uh, you know, we've we've got to put ourselves out there. We have to stop yes. blogging and start doing more rich media um you know how do you how do you help them to find that that host personality and um and what are the options if they really don't want to be the host themselves 
Okay. Oh, there, there, there are so many questions in that. <laughs> so, so, so much information in that. So first of all, uh, I think as a business owner and depending on what your aspirations are, because I think if you're uh, interested in podcasting is because you want to set yourself as, a, as an authority in your niche, you got to put yourself out there. Like you, you have to. Uh, no matter if you're an introvert, like you, you need to work around that because I am an introvert myself. I am an introvert, and we're, I we're extroverted introverts, David. That's that's our official definition, I think, right? Sorry, <laughs> extroverted introverts. That's what we are. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's like playing a role. I, I was super, uh, a really, really, really uh, shy person. But when I was in my classes as a teacher, I had to transform and be super outgoing so I could mm -hmm. cool, so I could keep the energy of the class up. And yep. the class was over, I was back to the chai guy. Same thing, <laughs> same thing with podcasting. And the other thing, for example, like I don't podcast. Some people are afraid of speaking and being judged when they speak in podcasting. Like for me, it's twice the challenge because I have to podcast in English, which is not my native language. It's not even my, my second language. It is a foreign language to me because like, right. I live in a country that is non-English speaking. Mm -hmm. But I can do it. And I enjoy it. And I sucked at the beginning, okay? And maybe I still suck sometimes, but the more I do it, the more I improve. Uh, but I understand it's not easy. And one thing I've, I've done in order to, to be able to take out that personality thing, because sometimes being alone in front of a mic is not very motivating. So I integrated a co-host into the show. Mm -hmm. So we do more of a conversational episodes like we still cover okay. the, the same technical topics uh the same bullet points i mean same ideas we just make them conversational the like q a style or like we add or we complement each other's ideas and we laugh like we crack a joke now and then it sure. makes it a little nicer it makes it a, a, like a lot more relaxed right it makes it super super nice now if There's you want ideas right for the entrepreneurs not to, to interrupt but one is bringing a co-host right i think yes. that's that's a fantastic idea because then you're you're not alone you can still take a little bit of a step back and and be in your your introvert shoes until you feel more comfortable and you can feed yes. off each other's energy a bit more that's a great idea yeah. David. Yeah, yeah, you make it super fun. Like since I integrated a co-host, like it's super fun. You go and you, you talk about because we like geeking out about our areas of expertise. So that's just yeah. what you do. But you record what you're doing. That's pretty much. Of course, you need to plan out your content in advance. Uh, but now, if you definitely do, do not want to be the host in your show because I don't know you have time limits or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, I think the best option is to have somebody in your team hosting the show okay? okay uh i do not advise to hire somebody external because you need somebody who doesn't have a nice voice only or who is with or a nice energy it's to speak to the microphone you're the expert. yeah they have yeah. to be knowledgeable they need to know the area of 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 uh or the industry or the topics very well they yep. need to be experts in the topic and they need to cover it. You can definitely, I think I will advise, uh, for example, my co-host, sometimes he does solo episodes because that's also a way, a way for you to to make sure the podcast continues to work, even if you're sure. not available. So if you happen to hire somebody, use somebody from your team who is an expert in the area. Of, of that's the a show. great idea. I love that. Um, Next question, what, what would you identify as the top ways companies and show hosts can improve their current podcasting efforts? You know, are there like rookie mistakes that you see keep popping up and you know, how do we all kind of up our game in this medium? Yeah, I think the most common mistake, Steve, is episodes that talk about everything but nothing at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, episodes that cover a lot of topics but nothing in depth. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very important, and I insist in this so much, is narrow down the narrow down the scope of your podcast episodes. Like make them as specific as possible. So whenever someone is gonna check the content, they already know is gonna help them uh, uh, fix the problem they need to fix or mm -hmm. achieve the goal they need to achieve. Okay, because uh, and, and this can reflect sometimes in the titles. You can say, for example, John Smith's journey. That's the whole title of the show. And you're like, what is it? What does this talk about? 
<laughs> can I learn from this? Okay. Right. Different from like uh, how to improve your conversions through Facebook ads, blah, 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 or how to increase SEO rankings through blah, blah, blah. That's very specific and people are going to know what they're going to get from there. Sure. Just some super general, uh, super uh, abstract topic or, right. or a conversation that leads nowhere. It's just two people talking. So that's one thing. Uh, narrow down, narrow down the scope of your content, of your podcast episodes. Make them as specific as you can. The other one is be consistent and be prepared to go for the long term because podcasting and any other kind of content marketing, video blogging, etc., mm -hmm. uh, is not going to give you results after three weeks or after six. Right. Months. Yeah, I was going to ask how many how many podcasts yeah. actually just quit or stop after so long, and what what does that time usually look like in your experience? It's yeah. Just, it's, yeah, I think I don't know the statistics for real. I think it's it's an overall statistics for all, all blogging and YouTube and everything. Probably over ninety percent of people quit after the first three or four months. Oh wow, so, really? Yeah. So yeah, we we made it. You and I we made it. We made it past that. So yes, you you <laughs> go. All down, no I mean, but podcasting and content marketing is a continuum. It's not something yeah. you do and then oh, this is a point where you start generating uh, leads and revenue. No, like it goes. It should exist during the whole lifetime of your of your business like it, it, it's part integral part of the or your, your business's dna you should always be there and you gotta aim for the long term you're do not yeah you should not expect short-term results because it's not going to happen it takes sure. a long time to build that and usually uh you, the idea is that you make part of that 10 percent who didn't quit that's where you see you get starting a higher level of of authority and positioning in your in your niche Right. And the last one is also oh, the second one is be consistent and prepare for the long term. Okay. And the last one is please get the appropriate recording gear because <laughs> your listeners deserve good quality from you. <laughs> your earpods are not enough. Yeah, like that thing. Like somebody who is uh, sending a transmission from Jupiter, it right. doesn't sound nice. Uh, crappy audio doesn't help your image. So it's important. It's important that you focus on. Oh, my camera is going to die. Oh, it's no. It's important that you focus on getting good quality audio. Okay. It's important okay. that you focus on your audio. That's awesome. I know your, your camera's dying, so we'll try, to, we'll try to wrap up here. But I had a really interesting concept that somebody had asked me before. They said, what do I, what the heck do I talk about? And so I recommended some tools like uh, Answer the Public or SEMrush has a tool called, um, you know, the uh, Keyword Magic tool. And you can filter just questions. So you can go into your industry, pop in a word, and it gives you all the questions that people ask. You can even just do a, a Google search and look at the what people ask section, and you can keep drilling down in the questions that people have around a specific keyword related to your business. Port all of that into a big list, start organizing that into your calendar, and now you've got mm -hmm. you know, topics for the next year or two. I think that's something that the business can do if they're trying to figure out what the heck do I talk about? Answer questions and you know turn questions into topics. Use Quora and yes. look at the things that people are asking on, on those types of question sites. David, do you have time for a lightning round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Right. I just switched my camera, so let's go. Uh, okay, we're good. Right. Deep breath. <laughs> okay, lightning round. Number one, how do I make my podcast more professional? Uh, get nice recording gear. Like, make 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 sure you got a decent microphone. Sometimes uh, there is a microphone that it ranks number one in Amazon. That microphone is crap. So, research your microphone first. Like, not the best selling one is the best. So mm -hmm. do your research, get a nice microphone. Okay. Uh, be careful about your content. Make sure your content is relevant. This in, by relevant, I mean it matches your audience's needs and wants. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's, it needs to be specific and address their needs and wants. It's not about you. It's about your audience. Right. It'll be very important. And uh, in other stuff, like you can, for example, be very careful, curate your, your guests, for example, uh, mm -hmm. get people who you think are really going to uh, deliver value to your that's to your audience yep. yes that's the most important thing is of deliver value to your, to your audience and you yourself you have to be aware of that like there is nothing about you there you are not part of the formula everything is about your audience yep i love it and audience driven that's how you make it more professional i love it what um so yes. that kind of segues into what you're just saying about uh, getting the right microphone what what software and hardware should i be using 
Okay, for software, uh, it depends on. I, I, I use PC, so I use Audacity for recording. It's great software if I am doing solo episodes. If you are a Mac, you can use GarageBand for recording solo episodes. Uh, for online interviews, you can go with. Okay, some people use Zoom. It's mm -hmm. not the best option out there, but I think at the moment it's the best one if you want to record a video. So it might be useful if you want to record video. Uh, StreamYard is also a good option if you want, if you want to record video. Uh, I usually don't record video, so I use a tool called Zencaster, yep. which is very good. It preserves audio quality, and it's super easy to use. It's fantastic. And in terms of uh, gear, in terms of recording, uh, if you're a first-time podcaster, there mm -hmm. is a microphone that is called the Audio-Technica ATR2100. You just... Plug in and use all, it. All of those specs and and <laughs> that's amazing. Like, yes, yes, I'm like your head. <laughs> it's not like the kid from from Christmas Story where he wanted the the, the rifle, you know, for Christmas. Like he yeah. just brought specs that I never would be able. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory type of guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that 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 microphone is great because it's very good at rejecting noise external noise or, or echo and reverberation and noise it's usb collection. like you don't need additional gear you just plug it and use it and you're gonna sound awesome that's awesome well thank you um next one i'm not a digital media editor who should be editing our videos and audio okay uh the who only the hard questions <laughs> only the hard questions there are there are many many ways you can find a good editor uh i, I don't think it's so far so hard to find an editor uh, the first thing is to be clear about what you need and what you want. Because, for mm -hmm. example, in terms of video, some people confuse video editors with motion graphic designers. So a video editor right. is the one that take, take, takes care of like uh, getting all the content in the right sequence and getting the pieces in that need to be in the final video. Killing the white noise. Yeah. Yes, all that. Adjusting like, the composition and all that. But uh, you have the, the media graphics person, like the animation person who does like all the titles and all the things that move and all this. So it's a different, that's a different story. That's a different so thing. Some people have to do something on video, then you would, you would not um, just get a video editor. You get somebody who said, you said motion graphics. So you yes. look like a motion graphics specialist. Yes. That's yes. a really good so, so you need to you need to find a person like you need to know what skills you need. For example, when it, in, it comes to audio, it's just an audio editor that that'll be just enough. Uh, or if you're doing video, some uh, like for example, I do audio editing and also do video editing. Mm -hmm. So these skills are uh, they complement each other. They complement each other. Awesome. Where, Last where can you go? Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll let you finish. <laughs> Uh, there are there are so many. Uh, you can just uh, find a local person to help you with that, or okay. you can just go on these uh, work marketplaces, as uh, gig sure. marketplaces like Fiverr or Upwork. They are very good. I was going to ask about Fiverr, but I didn't want to look like a, a noob, since some of the Fiverr ones are are a little uh, low quality from some of the the previews. Yes. I saw. <laughs> yes, yes. Like if you are on a tight tight budget, go on Fiverr, but know that you're going to get what you pay for. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no uh, I think Upwork is a good thing or Upwork. agencies. There are plenty of agencies out there that will help you out. Okay. So this is the toughest and probably the most important question for podcasters. And uh, it's definitely something that, that I know we're both going to get asked after the show. How do I get more traffic to my podcast once I've got it up and there's you know a, a handful of episodes? How do I get people to subscribe? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, first of all, you need to take into account that we are speaking, for example, about business podcasts, particularly here. Entertainment podcasts are usually going to get a lot of traffic because they uh, aim at a very broad audience. But mm -hmm. likewise, it's going to be very hard for them to sell a product or service or something because like, they don't have a specific niche defined. Right. When we speak about um, business podcasts or mm -hmm. The number, uh, the the size of our audience is going to be smaller because we have a specific niche and a specific purpose. Right. So, how can you increase? I think there are there are several ways you can do that, but probably the best one so far that I've known of is being a guest in other shows, exposing your exposing yourself mm -hmm. to other people's audiences. 
that's the best way you can you can uh, go. We spoke uh, with there also recently who said the exact same thing. He said that was yes. a really important way to um, uh, you know to build your audiences, have a podcast, and be on other people's podcasts, which yes. I think is is absolutely genius. Yeah. Yes, uh, there are also like online summits or Facebook lives or Instagram lives. Like, do your best to expose yourself to other people's audiences. You want to leverage other people, other people's audiences, mm -hmm. uh, because, okay, let's face it, social media is changing, it constantly changes. No matter yes. how well you structure your efforts, next day there is an algorithm change and everything just goes away. <laughs> uh, I've had clients there. with, sorry. Say, welcome to my world. I know all about yes. algorithms. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've, I've got clients with almost half a million followers on, on Instagram who have lost a lot of organic reach. And like for like over 400,000 followers is a very large number. So yeah. like if you have somebody with that size of an audience telling you that, it means uh, you shouldn't put all your eggs on there. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying don't go on Instagram. But I'm saying do not rely on it as your main or, or social media digital, do not rely on that as your main source for listeners. Just find people who have similar audiences or related audiences and leverage their audience. Interesting. So we stay in our, our niche of podcasting as we as we start to grow our podcasting audience because that's where other podcast listeners exist. And we use yeah. the, the influencer marketing growth technique in that we um, we work with other podcasters that are at our level or just above our level. As we grow, then we look at the next level up of podcasters and we yes. start connecting and being on their shows until, the, until you finally get to Joe Rogan, which is like, you know, getting to the, the big boss on a video game. Right. So mm -hmm. I think, I think that's a great approach because then you're not, you're not trying to pull people in who don't listen to podcasts by doing Google ads or by doing, yes. you know, organic SEO as a strategy to try to get podcast listeners. You're going where the podcast listeners are, which are on other people's show. That's a really, really smart idea. Yes, so. you're operating within the ecosystem. Like podcast right. listeners are going to listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> I love how you say ecosystem, ecosystem. That's amazing. I, I feel like I should be watching Ghostbusters right now. <laughs> so cool. David, this has been a lot of fun. Um, is there um, anything else you think that we missed that you uh, should touch on for people who are really interested in getting into podcasting? Uh, I think the main thing is do not be afraid to make mistakes. And I think this is something you mentioned. The only way to, like, some people re refrain or, or, or are reluctant to start a show because they are afraid of making mistakes. And the only way for you to start a show and become better at running a podcast is by making a lot of mistakes. I there know. is no Mistake. way around it. There is no way around it. Like, you go, you got to go there and make the mistakes and learn. It, it's fun. It's fun. Like, why should mistakes and failures be, uh, like, something painful? They're pretty fun because they help you learn a lot. Right. If somebody wanted to to get in touch with you to talk a little bit more about how you might be able to help them with their podcasts, uh, what would be the best way? Would they would they go to your website? What's, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yes. Uh, well, if anybody has any questions on podcasting or need help needs help with their podcast, they can mm -hmm. reach me out at audiencecoach.com slash slash contact. So that is audiencecoach.com slash contact. Awesome. Or they can uh, find me at david at audiencecoach.com. Awesome. David, thank you again for being on the show today. We, I think we gave a lot of really great ideas to people who are considering or thinking about podcasting, about ways that they can improve uh, the podcast from an equipment standpoint and a, and a reach perspective. I think, I think it's been a lot of fun for everyone. I've enjoyed it and I'd love to have you on a future show and we can get into some really niche topics uh, and have some fun. But uh, for everybody, thank you guys so much for, for listening today. And, and David, thank you again for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun.